Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. It's Friday. I, I can't wait to do this rundown. Adam Glenn is on the other side. I'm Dax Holt. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Um, this is our Raw Rundown where we do our top 10 stories of the week. In the middle of the week, we do an interview or we kind of talk to each other, Dax and I. We kind of catch up with what's going on in our lives or just tell some stories. And then on Fridays, we release the top 10 stories of the week. This week, actually, Dax, you know who I ran into? I didn't tell you about this. I ran into... Oh. Victor Wimbenyat Wimbenaya. Wimbenaya. No way. Do you know That's who that guy crazy. is? You know who he is, no, right? I have no idea. No, seriously? I have no idea who that is. Now, I understand you don't know who he is. Now I understand the audience, some people, a lot of people probably don't know who he is. He's the seven foot five. We're recording this on a Thursday. Thursday night is the NBA draft. He's gonna be the number one draft pick. They're saying this guy's gonna be the next oh, LeBron you know James. What? I saw because Robin Roberts did a whole like sit down. With yeah. Him. Did you see him outside GMA or something? Yeah, yeah. He did. I think he did that interview in France. But um, I got him at the airport coming back. Well, actually coming into the USA for the NBA draft. And this guy is going to be the first round pick. He's going to go to the San Antonio Spurs. This guy has been all eyes on him in the last six months. Everyone's talking about this guy. They're saying he's going to be the next LeBron James. They're saying like he's going to be the next star. He's seven foot five. He could dribble. He could he could shoot. He's uh, you know, they're saying he's incredible. I get the guy at the airport. How I got him at the airport? Well, a person in his entourage posted a photo of him and posted the flight they're on. And I guess one of the autographers uh, hit me up and says, hey, do you want this guy, Victor Wimanaya? He's coming into uh, the airport. And I know the flight because the guy in his entourage posted the flight. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And it worked out to be perfect. The guy, obviously, he looks like a like Gumby, he looks like an avatar when you see him walking amongst regular people. It's funny so because tall. it's he's huge. He's seven foot five, but it's also, you know, to be there the last time he flies commercial. You know, uh, um, that's so actually kinda, a good point. You don't think about that. Like you're getting to see him on his last days of like pre superstardom. Like if someone is that big in the NBA draft and they go and they just start killing it in the NBA, yeah, this is like the last time that he's gonna be able to walk through an airport with not everyone knowing like you may look over and say oh god that guy's really tall but you don't know who he is he hasn't become like a, a household name yet that's when yeah. it's gonna be impossible for him to walk around i mean he's already the guy's seven for five so he can't walk around he stands out like crazy um but i got to say there might have been 15 fans there people in the airport the nicest guy no ego just happy to be there just like because he's not nice. a superstar yet I hope he doesn't change, but he was so nice, took signed autographs, and his autograph is worth a lot of money, took photos with people. I mean, he kept it moving, but he signed autographs. It's just kind of kind of chaotic with the autographers. I, I want to flash forward five years from now and just see what he is like then. Well, no, it's so funny. So I took a photo with him. I posted on my Instagram story, 
and then you know you could check to see who checks your stories. He checked my Instagram story. Yeah, so I, I screenshot that. So if this guy becomes no, huge, like, yo, look who checked out my screenshot. That's dope. That's crazy. Look who checked out my story. So the nicest guy, um, but really cool. Got the interview. Made Daily Mail. Made some stuff. It's doing well on my YouTube. So that did well for me. But other than that, it's been kind of slowing down. All right, that's my story of the week. Um, do we do a review? Or do we get right into the top ten? No, let's do a review real fast. Okay. I got one ready to go. Ready straight from the. The halls of iTunes, or I guess it's, I always say iTunes, it's not iTunes, though. it's like Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is where I'm getting all my reviews from. So, all right, this one, let's go with, hold on, this one. Amy Walker, 52, five stars, my favorite podcast. I love listening to you both. This is my absolute favorite podcast. I like to put it on while I work, and it makes my workday much, so much easier. I've enjoy, I have joined the Facebook group, and I love the posts and comments there, too. Please keep the podcast coming. I could listen to you every day. Five stars from me, Amy Walker. Amy mother of Amy. Walker. Thank Amy. you, Amy. That was a dope sweet. review. Really, really appreciate that review. That was... <laughs> I, it makes me so happy when people enjoy the podcast. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, it just makes me so happy inside because it makes me feel like we're not just talking to each other. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's weird about a podcast and similar to like you know I do stand up comedy. When you do stand up comedy, throw a joke right, you get an instant reaction. And then when you do the podcast, we just kind of just do it and put a lot of work into it. You know, just be honest and try to set things up and with the editing, all that stuff. And then we don't hear a reaction. So when you guys give us reviews, it just kind of keeps us going. Um, so I appreciate the reviews. It also helps out with our algorithm. So keep the reviews coming. And when you do a review, we'll actually give you a shout out and read your review live on air. As long as it's good, you know, and you know, you don't talk too much smack. <laughs> but <laughs> on to the top 10 stories of the week. Uh, Dax, it was a unique week. Let's start with number 10. Number 10 is Larsa Pippen scoring half of Scottie Pippen's Chicago Bulls retirement. This was a huge story this week, um, mostly because there's a bunch of legal documents that came out. The Blast was the first site to report all this. But um, basically, you know, they they've they had their divorce or they've been going through their divorce or whatever the, the case is there. But she has the right to Scottie's Chicago Bulls 401k savings plan and trust. Insane. And that the court recognizes that... Uh, Larsa uh, as Scotty's ex-wife, who they were married um, back in like, what was it, 1997, and then they were together for many years up until 2016, that she is legally awarded 50% of all the account balances of the plan's valuation amount closest to the date of the separation. But then what was interesting was that as if that wasn't enough, the order also appears that Larsa is entitled to the full amount regardless of what it is currently in the accounts. So that and then, um, yeah, it got weirder. The order should be interpreted as she is awarded 100% of Scotty's vested account balance. So I don't really know why. I guess this is normal in California court for couples to split up, you know, their retirement funds. But I don't I don't understand why she would get uh, that much of it. Um, but still, like, good for her. Like, you know, people have called her a, a gold digger and all this stuff when listen you're in a marriage and you know she's home taking care of the kids while you're out working she is entitled to 50 percent of whatever he earned during that time so um i i think if if that's what she's owed she deserves it yeah it's 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 normal it's common in california um unless there is a prenuptial agreement which 
they actually did have a prenup. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what, you know, exactly what was the part of the prenup. Well, a lot of pr- the had. prenup is normally so like if he had a 401k prior to their marriage, he would keep that. But a lot of time, you know, it's whatever is earned during the marriage, that is what gets split 50-50. And people like to argue and, you know, be all pissed off about it. But that is the situation. Like, you you can't, you know, you the house wouldn't function if she wasn't there manning the house or doing her thing. You know, she's actually super successful now. She's got her own jewelry line. She's done, obviously, the Real Housewives of um, Miami. She, she's done a lot of stuff, but people love to dig on her, calling her a gold digger. When I'm like, dude, she's she kept that shit running. Yeah, and oh. they had four children. Um, Scotty made over $100 million while playing in Chicago. Um, I just would be curious what Scotty doesn't do many interviews about Larsa. I'm just curious about what he, if he would be kind of outspoken a little bit about his relationship with Larsa, his thoughts on her. I don't think, I don't think he would say anything. She is actually very respectful when it comes to talking about Scotty, because she has always said he is the father of my children. I will, I will never say anything negative about him. Um, and she's like, I'll take a public beating about myself, but I will never dig into him, especially in the public. And I, I appreciate that about her. I think that that shows a lot because she is constantly on the other end of a lot of people's attacks. And especially now that she's dating um, Marcus Jordan, which is obviously Michael Jordan's son, um, that a lot of people came after her for that as well. Anyway, yeah. I, no, I, I have a, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Larsa just because obviously she's been on our podcast. She gave us a great interview, but I also just feel like she does get the short end of the stick a lot of times. She has. And from my experiences of dealing with her, very cool, very nice, fun to be around. Like I dig her. Um, yeah, she, she's cool. It's, um, yeah. She has been taking the higher road. You might say, then why is this stuff out? Oh, it's because it's public record. So once you file for something, it's court documents. Legal, yeah. Can kind of look at yeah, it's court documents. So you can look those up. All right. Dax, number nine. All right. Number nine. Vanderpump Rules alum Faith Stowers is setting up a fundraiser to actually sue um, former castmate Stassi Schroeder. Uh, basically, if you remember uh, Stassi and um, what was our other Kristen friend here that was on the podcast? Kristen Doty. Kristen Doty yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they had this whole thing back on in the Vanderpump days that actually got them fired when they accused Faith Stowers of what was it robbing or there was someone in the news that was like um, burglarizing local areas and they basically called nine one one and blamed it on their co star Faith and you know they ended up getting fired for it but anyway she is saying that um, Faith is saying that. This book that Stasi had put out is terrible, non-factual, and ignorant. And this is a book she put out in 2002 called Off with, the, Off with My Head, The Definitive Basic Bitch Handbook to Surviving Rock Bottom. But in the book, she basically talks about being uh, fired from the show and says all this stuff. And Faith is saying, look, that stuff is not true. You're fur- further damaging my name, and I can't deal with this. And I need to. I need this book removed from the shelves. So she is getting, she's lawyering up in the attempt to get this book removed and then any of the proceeds from the book sales that have made so far, she wants that to go to charities, but she's just saying like, I, I can't handle this woman anymore. She's been after me and um, my name has been ruined thanks to her. So basically she's seeking um, this fundraising amount of $20,000 to get the book removed and that's to help cover all the lawyer's fees and everything around it. 
Interesting. Not good for Stasi. I mean, it just kind of brings uh, it just reignites that that fight, that gas, that you know, that story behind mm-hmm. Stasi's name. You know, Stasi's a mom now, and she kind of kind of she's still in the action. She's still in the game a little bit. Um, and they, and but, both, I do. I need to say that Schroeder and Doty both have publicly apologized for their actions in, in that situation. However, uh, Faith is saying that they took like basically two steps back by her publishing this book. So that is why she's kind of going after him. Her, not yeah. not not uh, um, not Kristen, but not Kristen. just Dossie. Yeah, fortunately for Kristen, she is not really listed in much of the articles besides of the past incident. But um, interesting play by, you know, it's an interesting play by Faith to kind of start a GoFundMe, which kind of raises awareness about the situation. How this settles, how this plays out, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I don't know. I, it's funny. Normally, I feel like I'm like, okay, I can I can gauge where I think this woman would go. I don't know where it would go because, like, how do you, you – you're not going to get a book yanked. And I also feel like – People talk so much crap in books and memoirs. Like, how do they get away with it? You know, yeah. like, do you do you do you First say minute. there's like freedom of speech or or you know how do you walk that line, especially as a publisher, that you're gonna like we can put stuff out there. We need to be provocative. We need to say stuff to sell books, but like you don't want to get a lawsuit that has your book yanked. But how often do books actually get yanked from the shelves? It seems like once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you could do. Uh, as far as getting the book yanked from shelves, I don't think it will. As far as the damaging to her career, it's it's defamation. Maybe there is a lawsuit there. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an entertainment lawyer, so I don't know. But I don't know how this one plays out. I'm curious how this ends. So we'll uh, we'll just stay tuned. But it's a it's actually an interesting play by her to start a GoFundMe to raise money for the lawyers. All right, Dex. Number. You know what's interesting? Sorry, I'm so no, no. I'm on I'm on page six right now. Like reading a story they have a full ad running right in the middle of the page for scientology really i always think that's interesting like a full minute and a half ad about how great it is to be a part of scientology and the the network and we've got this big yacht and look at all these buildings we're opening around the world and like I'm surprised that it's still such a bustling empire. I don't know. I, I feel like, and David Miscavige is like leading the whole thing. Just shocking to me to see that. Are you thinking about it? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. At what point <laughs> in your life you're like, you know what? I think I got to get into Scientology. Um, I think well, it's time. It's just, I think it's time yeah. to, <laughs> to head on in. Is this our way to make it in the industry? I don't know. <laughs> this is. Uh, this is. I think that's what we've been struggling with. I think that's ne- the uh, difference maker in our career. Next month, when I say we just locked down an interview with Tom Cruise, you know that I, you know that I, uh, I took the pill. Yeah. No, for sure. All right. Number eight. Uh, number eight, Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, their Spotify deal unravels after just one series. So obviously this has been a big deal in the news recently that, you know, they had done this deal with Spotify and Archwell Audio. And they had like, when they first announced this deal, it was going to be a multi-program deal for many years. And then all of a sudden, nope, it's done. They have mutually agreed to part ways and are proud of the series that they made together. And that was it. Like we didn't hear, you know, and this was after 
Megan's debut podcast and it was called like Archetypes, but it aired. And then I don't know if it just didn't get the buzz or what, but she had guests on there like Serena Williams, Mariah Carey, Mindy Kaling. She had like pretty huge guests, but then it just kind of all ended and uh bill simmons was talking about it he's the spotify head of podcast innovation and monetization but he kind of he called them grifters what does that mean i have no idea what yeah what is grifters i i don't know you're looking it up yeah i'm gonna look it up right now (laughs) he blasted them so it must be let's see the definition of grifter a person who swindles you by means of deception or fraud oh shit oh that's a tough word that's a big word Dang, I, I didn't know what it meant. We didn't know the meaning. <laughs> <laughs> That's so tough. he called them fraudsters, I guess, which is really interesting. That's not what you want to be called by Bill Simmons, by all people. Um, but anyway, he he basically said that it, you know he had this long uh, Zoom call with Harry one night and talked about everything he's like it was it is the most juicy story that i need to tell one day and now i'm really interested to hearing the story of how what happened on his zoom call with prince harry back in the day anyway um you know and i know that they still have their netflix deal what what was that other dior she was supposed to do a um a brand so that collaboration was, i think dior basically said that the, that that rumor was not true the Correct. dior thing was not going on yeah so that was that was a big deal because she could have been potentially pocketing 20 million dollars being the face of dior because you've you've got people like was it scarlett johansson no who else did dior i know johnny depp did there was someone else really famous that did dior but they got huge paychecks she was rumored to be doing something and dior came out and said nope we're not working with her um it's just it's it's crazy how the tides have shifted for these two people like yeah two years ago they were on top of the world and now it just seems like every the rug just keeps getting pulled out from underneath them every step of the way. You start to wonder if this is strategy for Harry and Meghan to make themselves like more in the storyline. No way. Or no this is just way. we're finding out who they really are, what kind of people they are to work with. Uh, I think, unfortunately, it's the latter uh, of that because these two would not want to be trashed constantly in the media. No way. Yeah. It's just wild. It's- it's crazy for Bill Simmons to kind of publicly, who was in the conversation of bringing them to Spotify. Uh, bring, he was in the conversation, part of the reason why they came to Spotify, for him to mm-hmm. publicly not, I mean, trash them and say, listen, call them grifters. And now we know the meaning of grifters. But <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, that's, a, that's, that's tough. And it yeah. sounds very real. It sounds very genuine coming from Bill about his experience from dealing with Harry and Meghan. Again, another blow to the Harry and Meghan. I just, uh, dude, I'm telling you, if I thought back two years ago when they were like walking the beaches of Australia and like the world was going nuts over them, like I did not think we'd be here. You know, it's yeah. What a fall! I don't even know if it's sad because you're starting to be, you know, sometimes it's not the uh, car, it's the driver. But uh, again, another punch. And I go back to. Who is doing their publicity? Like, how is it going so poorly every step of the way? Even if you're doing their PR, there's only so much you could do. Like when we had Lizzie Grumman on, you can't really lie. So I think at the end of the day, it comes down to them. Yeah. It's it's not easy. If you're, you know, you can put lipstick on dog shit. It's still dog shit. So it's, uh, there's not much you could do there. At the end of the day, it was up to them to show up and do their job or be active yeah, while working I for I still it. feel 
as a as a PR specialist or like a crisis PR, someone has to get in there and go stop everything that you're doing. Like every move that you're making is a bad move. So like we need to rebrand you guys. Like take everything that you think you know about publicity and throw it out the window and we need to restructure everything that there is about you because it is it's not working with the public. You know, you you got all these people disliking you around the world and designers are distancing themselves because people don't like you and all of that. Like you got to turn it around somehow. Yeah. And I, it's, it's, oh, it's wild. It's frustrating. It really is frustrating because you, yeah. you know, I don't want to see people suffer, but yet again, you know, they're digging their own ditch or grave, as you say. All right, Dax, mm-hmm. number seven. Uh, John Goodman showing off major weight loss, which uh, this is awesome for this guy. So he's 71 now. Um, He appeared at the uh, 62nd Monte Carlo Television Festival uh, a couple days ago, and he has shed so much weight. He looks unbelievable. Um, He started working on his health back in 2007. Uh, He stopped drinking back then, and he said that you know, he, he told People Magazine that he had lost 100 pounds after cutting out the booze, hiring a health coach, and giving up sugar and working out six days a week. And he just looks like a completely different person. He says it takes a lot of creative energy to sit on your ass and figure out what you're going to eat next. I wanted to live better. And uh, he has done it. So he just stopped eating all the time. He said he'd have like a handful of food and it would go into his mouth and he just kept eating all the time. And it was almost like being addicted to food in his old days he said he would so he took three months out he lost 60 to 70 pounds and he would reward himself with a six-pack of a bud or whatever to just you know kind of feel good but he he's he looks unbelievable you know i love stories like this when you see someone and you can see it in their face that they're like happy and they're confident and they're like you know i i did what i set out to do yeah uh he looks great. I mean, he really looks great. John Goodman, by the way, like, surpri- now I'm not surprised, but again, I, I was surprised when I met him that he was really nice. And I, and when I mean, I met him, I put him on camera to like, you know, to, you know, you know, blast him and try to ask questions, but also yeah. was a really nice guy. I was a little intimidated because I just didn't think he'd be into it. I still don't think he's into it, but he respects it and he understands it. Really nice guy. And actually, it's funny. The first time I met him, he was outside the London Hotel in New York City. And he was doing a junket. And he would come out like every 45 minutes and smoke a cigarette. And he came out and there was like three fans there. And he goes, hey, guys, let me just smoke a cigarette. And then um, sign autographs and do whatever you want. And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So here's the question. Side. When he's yeah. smoking the cigarette, is he smoking it by himself, not talking to anyone? Or he's smoking it and talking to you and then – was like, okay, now I'll give you an interview once the cigarette's down. Um, we gave him his space and time. And probably about like when I – it sounds – to get more specific, he's about like 90 feet away. And he'd smoke a cigarette by himself. We gave him space and give him like a time – second to relax. Everyone just kind of chilled. And then he came – and then he was like, all right, what can I – you know, you guys want autographs, photos? Yeah, sure. You want an interview? And it was nice. He was cool and just just a very pleasant guy. And I was a little surprised because – for something in my head, I don't know. Would you think that John Goodman was like going to be cool about it, a nice guy? And well, nothing screams to me that he's a dickhead. Sure, I agree. I just um, thought he was such an actor that he would just—he's not about that part of the business. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, I like hearing when people are nice, so that's cool. yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, but nice guy, happy for him. He looks great. Um, 
I mean, he actually looks – you could still recognize him, but he just looks healthy, but I'm glad he's in a good spot. All right, number six. Number six, huge news. Uh, Britney Spears and uh, uh, Britney Spears posted that she went and actually visited her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, on the set of Zoe. Is it Zoe 102? Um, I did not see this coming. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Zoe. 1.2. 1.2. I was like, what the hell was it called again? Yeah. Um, anyway, so Brittany posted this, all these like videos of her on vacation with, you know, her manager, Kate and her husband, Sam. And then she posted like, it's not a picture of her and Jamie, but she just kind of put it in the comments section. She said, you know, it was nice to visit my sister on set last week. I've missed you guys so much. Loyal girls stay home, but it's nice to visit family. She wrote in, um, in the caption area. And then, you know, just kind of glossed over it. I'm like, holy shit. Like this is comes a couple weeks after her mom showing up on her doorstep. We saw Lynn fly out to California. She drove and she was at Brittany's house for 30 minutes, I guess, trying to rekindle and just get back in the good graces with each other. And then next thing you know, she's showing up to her sister's work set, which is crazy because she railed on on Jamie Lynn Spears um, over the last couple years, I guess, after the conservatorship ended, basically saying you chose the wrong side. You stood by the people who made my life hell, a.k.a. mom and dad. And now you wrote a book and you're basically selling me out in the book and all kinds of stuff. And now, I mean, listen, I I love that Brittany is mending things with her family. That I could not think there's anything more positive than that. I think that no matter what you think of that family, there are aspects of the conservatorship that were 100% necessary to save Britney Spears' life. Britney would be dead right now if there wasn't a conservatorship put in place all those years ago. Um, and so I like seeing that she's mending those you know, wounds and they they'll get back together at some point. Yep. Yeah, um, Brittany unfollowed her sister on Instagram, which is the ultimate, like I've had enough. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it's nice to see them kind of get back together. It, I, I would say we'd love to see Brittany back out there. I think we all do, but I think we want a healthy. I don't Brittany think she's going to be performing. There. She's not going to, it's not going to happen. No, she's, no I but think I think she's the most too happy thing, being off stage now. Yeah. But I think the most, you're right. The most important thing is we want to see her back with her family at first. We want to see her back with her mom because I just remember, you know, when she was coming up, how close she was with her family. It was such a good team. And to see them not together is sad. And I just don't know if we'll ever get the truth Mm -hmm. because it's so personal and there's so much there. There's so many layers. Well, I think there's that. I think there's, uh, you know, in all reality, I, I think there's some mental illness in there that needs to be factored into that as well. I mean, so I think there's, there's a lot of things playing into all of the dynamics here. And at the end of the day, I want Brittany to be good. I want her to be healthy. I want her to be successful, all of that stuff, you know, and I want her to get off Instagram a little bit. And <laughs> cause I feel like she had to disable comments cause she, she posts crazy stuff. And sometimes you're just like, just stop posting. I don't want people to keep talking shit on you. Yeah. I mean, she did post when everything was going down with Jamie Lynn, she did post, I think it was on Twitter. She said, 
that all I know is I love you unconditionally. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, she always loved her sister. It's just good to see them kind of hanging, speaking, being involved in each other's life. Where yeah. this story goes or Brittany, I mean, we'll follow next week because I'm sure she'll be probably be in the top 10. That is the one thing that Brittany, Brittany is an overshare. And in some regards, it is a, it's a good thing because we know that she's hanging out with her family. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she's sharing all these random details about her life. And we have something to talk about. Thanks to her Instagram. <laughs> Number five. Avril Lavigne and Tyga break up. Uh, this was a full three months. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and, and now it's all done. But according to one of the sources close to the singer, she's going to be keeping that $80,000 necklace that he gifted her. So if you remember back in, what was it, late February, the two of them started hanging out. This was right after she, I mean, her and Maud's son were engaged. And then he kind of just got dumped very quickly when she started hanging out with Tyga. They were doing like fashion week in Europe together. And then, you know, and they said, oh, no, no, we're just friends. And next thing you know, they're kissing and hanging out at Nobu. And then he gifted her this $80,000 piece of jewelry, which is it says Avril. And I want to say it's in like diamonds, like black and and um, what's what's normal color diamond? Yeah. White diamonds. I guess White diamonds? Uh, diamond. I thought diamonds just diamond, but yeah, diamond. <laughs> <laughs> so like just diamond and then black diamonds. Um, and, and so, yeah, it sounds like they are done and moving on with their lives. And I feel bad for mod son in this whole situation. Like the dude lost his, his fiance and now he is just alone and she's alone. <laughs> I'm just more curious where Tyga goes from here. I mean, he's, been with a lot of celebrity women. I would mm-hmm. never have guessed that Avril Lavigne would have been on his radar and said, Oh, I'm gonna kind of date her. But they were they were together. I mean, they were walking on the beach. They were, you know, there's a photo of them making it outside a restaurant. There's a photo of them walking on the beach. Um, I don't know. It's Tyga. That was been, such an unusual couple. I never saw that one coming. That was weird. Very unusual couple. But Avril Lavigne I'm curious you know, like, where she likes from here. She likes the like the punk rock guys. And that's why I didn't like Tyga doesn't seem like like her style. And then same with the other way around. Like, I, I just didn't see Avril being his style. I don't know. So whatever. I they, thought it was, it was good for business for a little bit. But long term, it wasn't good for business. Yeah. I think that's ultimately what it came down to. Said, you know what, Tyga, for what he does for the genre he sticks to, maybe not this is the best fit for Avril. Again, for her audience, it was just... It was a fun fling. Good for them. I hope they uh, they had a good time. But I'm, I'm curious where they go from here. Who's the next celebrity each from date? Because it's it's going to happen. It's yeah. it's just it's in the track record. All right, uh, number four. Number four is um, so this week was the big debut of Pharrell Williams' Louis Vuitton runway show, and I don't know if you were living under a rock and didn't hear about this one, but this I feel like my entire Instagram feed was filled up with photos and videos from the um, I guess it's the spring summer 2024 presentation that would happen, and uh, it was huge. Everyone showed up to this. There was ASAP Rocky and Rihanna and Beyonce and Zendaya and Michelle Williams. I mean, I, Kim Kardashian was there. Everyone showed up to this thing. Um, and it's making a lot of news because this is their first show since uh, Virgil Abloh passed away. Or this is their first show, right? Yeah. 
did I get that wrong? I, I don't remember, but uh, it is uh, definitely Pharrell's first show. Pharrell's, yeah. Um, yeah, as as now like the head of what is his he's title the, again? He's the creative director creative of Louis Vuitton. He was named back in February, taken over the position of Virgil Abloh, who passed away. So this was a big deal, and all of Pharrell's family and friends were there to support him. Um, his clothes look like a lot of like Minecraft, like it's it's like that Minecraft blocky design where it's camouflage but block camouflage. It actually looks kind of cool. I, I don't hate on it. I thought the cool part what Pharrell did is like towards the end of the show, he brought all the other designers with him. So I thought mm-hmm. he got to like showcase like, hey, you guys walk. Not just me, but everyone kind of come out and walk and show off what you did in your company. I thought that was a really nice thing. As far as the turnout goes, they had so many celebs there. So many videos came from mm-hmm. it. When I mean videos, it came it flooded the TikTok and Instagram algorithm of that, you know, for that day when that fashion show came out. Jay-Z actually performed. And you know how rare it is to see Jay-Z perform these days. I mean, it feels like to see Jay-Z perform, he just does these random after fashion shows. I, I wonder how much he got paid to do that. Damn, that's got paid Man. so much. I mean – you know what I thought was interesting? I always think fashion shows are funny on how like the dynamics work, like who gets to sit in front row and who sits next to who like that to me. I, I'm always I like the dynamics of it because when I saw Kim Kardashian was there, I was like, oh, did they sit her next to Beyonce? Nope. They sat her. Um, she was next to. Uh, who was it? Jared Leto. They sat her next to Jared Leto. Beyonce was right next to Zendaya. And then. It's then next to them were like the owners of the whole brand. So um, I don't remember his name as that rich billionaire guy, but he's sitting next to Jay-Z. Anyway, I just I love the dynamics of it. And I also think Beyonce, if she could sit by anyone there, it would have been Michelle Williams. But she doesn't even get to sit next to her best friend because it's all politics at fashion shows. And they sat Michelle somewhere else. Interesting. It's funny how people, you know, have you, Dax, have you been to a fashion show? Um, I went to maybe one a long time ago, but it was more of a show and it was called like fashion rocks. It yeah. Like put on by one or something or whatever. Yeah. It's funny. Like I've been to quite a few fashion shows, at least in New York city, cause they have the New York fashion week and they make such a big deal about this stuff. And it's all these characters outside and they're just fake. I don't say fake models, but sort of like everyone's just like weird stuff. There's a bunch of photographers who you don't even know who they work for. People who say they're models, but I don't think they really are models just wearing – or even people that are stylists mm-hmm. and, and designers just wearing their stuff out there, trying to get their stuff out. So I guess I get the hustle aspect of it. But a fashion show, they're not long. They're very quick, especially – I don't know how long this Louis Vuitton fashion show was. But for the average fashion show, it's like two songs. They're not long at all, maybe 12 yeah. minutes. It's They're quick. They're, they're And it's like all this work goes into that really – a lot, a big production goes into a very quick, quick show. So, but I wish I was there. I actually saw a TikTok video of a guy who dressed very flamboyant. He walked in, he snuck into the fashion show. He he basically dressed very flamboyant, walked in with the creative team, and no one stopped him. And then basically ended up like schmoozing with LeBron James. And, that literally sounds and, like something you would do. Oh, I would do that in a second. I just I don't know if I have a flamboyant enough outfit. I would just make something up. I would like I I've I've sneak into a lot of events. I'm not gonna lie, but. <laughs> that's the fun part about it. It's not fun when you get kicked out, which that's happened to me before, or when they don't let you in. 
but I've had a pretty good success rate. That that's part of how I got into this industry. Is speaking it, into sometimes events. you just got to act like you know where you're at and what you're, you're doing. It have confidence doing what you're doing, and people won't ask questions. True. All right, number three. Um, Amanda Bynes detained by LAPD, and this is comes three months after her reported psychiatric hold. Uh, TMZ got a bunch of photos of her in handcuffs. She was intercepted by LAPD officers on Saturday morning after a call came in for a woman who was in distress. Um, I guess that woman being Amanda Bynes. And then she was taken to the police station where a bunch of professional medical units were standing by to check her out to determine if she needed further treatment. I'm just sad, dude. I'm sad with this whole Amanda Bynes story. Every time we got to talk about it, I'm just, she is so talented. Like this woman is one of the most talented people in Hollywood. And it kills me to see how much she struggles with her mental health. And I, you know, thinking back like three months ago when she was roaming the streets of LA naked and then put on the 5150 hold and she was doing so well, you know, she was out of the conservatorship. She was going to fashion school. She essentially turned her life around. And now it seems like it's just not happening. And I hate that every story that is published about Amanda Bynes is, you know, her involving cops or 5150 hold. Like I want that story of her doing her own runway fashion show. You know, I want her to be back on top and I just, we haven't got there yet. Mental health is a serious issue. That's the first thing I'm going to say. Sometimes in this industry, you feel that people take advantage of the word mental health for their own, um, for their own career. Sometimes it's yeah. an excuse. Sometimes, sometimes it's a way to kind of escalate them. Sometimes it's a way to get them in more brands. But when you think of the Amanda Bynes situation, it's like, obviously this is a, a serious mental health issue. This is stuff going on. And it's sad because again, like you said, she's so talented and it's not like she's trying to get, you know, she wasn't trying to get back into the acting game. This is not something she's trying to use to her advantage. There's something clearly wrong here. I mean, everyone wants to see a comeback story yeah, I just it's going to be a while. It's going to be a long time. And, and what's she going to? And it's not even like her trying to come back to the industry. You just want to see her looking healthy, good, and just I, you know, I want to hear her story. But you want to hear her story when she's in a good state. Yeah. So one of the eyewitnesses, I guess, told TMZ that she was calm during the interaction with cops and looked defeated as they dealt with her. Um, They were told that she was placed back in one of the three cruisers um, when they arrived to her location. And they said it was unclear if she was escorted out of her home or she was just found on the street there. Um, And that, uh, I guess, they didn't know if she was taken to the hospital for a full-blown 5150 hold or she was released by LAPD. I think they were working on finding out some more details on that uh, detention, essentially. So, oh, man, I want us to have a good story on Amanda Bynes next, but not sure that's going to happen. Not anytime soon. I think we're just just hoping for the best right now. Number two. Number two, Tori Spelling and Dee McDermott. Their uh, relationship drama continues. Um, So this week, uh, really weird thing, but it seemed like Tori and Dean were in a really good place. Like they were, they were celebrating their daughter's birthday and they were in the Beverly Hill, one of the Beverly Hills hotels and taking photos together and all seemed really, really good. And then suddenly he posts up on his Instagram page, uh, basically that they were getting a divorce. And so he said, um, 
It is with great sadness and a very, very heavy heart that after 18 years together and five amazing children that Tori Spelling and I have, and he tagged her, by the way, Tori Spelling and I have decided to go our separate ways and start the journey on our own. We will continue to work together as loving parents and guide and love our children through this difficult time. We ask that you all respect our privacy as we take time to surround our family with love and work our way through this. Thank you all for the support and kindness. Then deleted the post. Like she never put anything up. He posted that all the the blogs and websites started picking it up, saying that they're done, they're divorcing. Then he just mysteriously deleted that. And then sources that are close to, I guess, the couple are saying, no, no, no. They've never been more in love than they are right now. We don't understand what's happening. Like they seem super great together. There was a report saying that they had like a big blowout fight. And then that was, he posted that in response to their fight. But they're all everyone around them is just kind of like, wait, what the hell just happened? So I I don't know if I mean they've had a really rocky relationship for many, many years. You know, their relationship started with them cheating on their respective um, marriages at the time, and then they both got divorces, got together, had kids, and it's just been up and down. He cheated on her very publicly, and she she kind of them took back they had all their reality show a lot of their dramas together and then over the last couple of years it's just been a little bit rocky and so no one was super surprised to see the divorce announcement but i don't get it i don't get it yeah it's weird i was with tori a few months back and she was so great she was so nice and she goes hey let's take a photo and send it to dean and you know dean always talks so highly about her because uh, we were, I talked to him not too long ago, so I don't know what's going on there. Obviously, there's always been some weird things going on back and forth. But again, I just know if, I saw Tori last, mm-hmm. and she seems like she was great. First of all, so nice, so cool. It's my first time, like kind of really hanging out with her. But she was like, "Hey, let's take a photo and send to Dean." I was like, "Yeah, let's do that." But uh, yeah, surprise. I I don't know what's going on. I don't think anybody knows what's going on. It's always just been some very weird thing going on there as far as with them. And maybe there's someone in within their camps that's leaking stuff. I don't know. I really, I don't know. There, I, there's, there's a lot of thoughts that go into my head. Yeah. I don't have any insight on this, but definitely weird. All right, Dax, the number one story of the week. Number one story of the week, Kim and Croy. Just kidding. They didn't make the list this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number one story is obviously BB Rexa. Uh, this was a very, very viral video this week when uh, someone at her concert, her New York City concert, chucked a phone at her during her last performance right before she was headed off stage, hit her right in the, the eye, and uh, she had to go. She basically crumpled to the floor and then uh, went to the hospital afterwards, got a couple stitches. She did end up posting on social media that she said i'm good which obviously is the title of her song uh but she's got a nasty black eye you can see that her eye is all puffy and gnarly and then what was interesting like a day later ava max got some fan ran up and jumped and slapped her across the face uh during one of her concerts so i don't know what's happening why all these singers are being assaulted on stage right now um that needs to knock that shit off uh but 
yeah, she she's good. But that that video, I, I swear, like I would see it all over social media. Then I would get to the gym and it's like literally on every TV at the gym. Everyone was playing this this clip of the cell phone being chucked. Anyway, the fan who threw it was arrested uh, for and charged with assault, a, a, aggravated harassment, attempted assault and harassment with his alleged stunt. Um, apparently, he thought it would be funny. That was like his whole thing was he goes, I was trying to see if I could hit her with the phone at the end of the show because I thought it would be funny um, is what the um, the criminal complaint uh, says that the guy said <laughs> that his, his statement's funny. I mean, it's terrible. It's but just so it's dumb. Like, like what? Like, yeah. you, you thought it'd be funny to chuck your phone at a, a singer on stage, you idiot. Well, you know what it is? It's sometimes like people, you know, it's they not, don't think well, they don't think, but they're throwing the phones on hoping that the person takes a selfie with their phone. I don't know. Like, what part was he thinking of? Like, I, I don't understand. It was a, it was a, you know, it wasn't a toss. There's a toss and there's a throw. Mm-hmm. So the guy is a luxury dog kennel worker from New Jersey, and he was immediately removed by security from the venue while he was called names by his fellow concert go- goers. Um, just, yeah, I, I don't know. The guy's name's out there now, so good luck getting a a gig or you yeah, know, you're now in the Google Nicholas search. Malvagna. Good luck, bro. You look like a yeah. douche to everyone around you. But if you want to listen to the podcast, we appreciate a, a review. So it's a, uh, you know, we're always looking for new listeners and you sound pretty crazy. <laughs> so it's you know, just our audience. Um, thank you guys for listening uh, to the raw rundown. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We're on it all. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for that. Like, and subscribe. Uh, we also have a private Facebook group called Off the Record. You should join it. There's just you'll see why it's worth it when you join it. It's just a really cool community. Follow me at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. We'll see you guys next week. Later. A Huda Media Production.